Chicago's home for sports. Now, by your side, through your smart speaker. Just tell it to play ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Did you give up your tickets or are you headed over to the United Center? Let's hear from you. 312-332-3776. I'm Jesse Rogers. He's Mark Zander on this Sunday morning. Game four. Tip off in about an hour. And were you there the other night when Jesse was there? And, and if you were, do you agree with me? Was it the least entertaining sporting event you've ever been to? I'm going to put it right up there. Right up there. I can't even think of another one that was I'm, less entertaining I'm trying, or I'm as trying, e- equally unentertaining. Right, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, which one stands yeah, Probably out a Bears game at some point. Yeah. One of these Bears games over the last few years. But even then, you normally get one play. Literally, I can't something. think of one play other than the opening three, and that's not much of a play. I'm talking about some great defensive stop, an alley-oop, a great sequence. We had none of that if you were a Bulls fan. Plenty if you were a Bucks fan. Here's Grayson Allen, by the way. Paul Sullivan just tweeted this about, the, about getting booed at the UC, how it, how it affects him. I don't think it, it does because it's almost weird when it doesn't happen. I've played so many games in my career where the boos have been there where it's kind of a return to normal almost. Okay, so that's not working. Yeah, no, that's it's not, not working. working at all. He's, <laughs> yeah, and I, I saw something else where he said, uh, I wouldn't say it doesn't get to me, but I'm used to it. And, I mean, that's what players do. Good players, they rise above, right? They have a job to do, no matter what the uh, noise is around them. Man, he the was job just, his shot looked and, so and look, pretty look, the other look, night. We hate him because he plays for the Bucks, but wouldn't we like a guy like that? Oh, my God. I was about to say that. Same yeah, thing. Yeah. Absolutely. What was he, five? For seven from three-point land. Five for seven. 71% there. The Bulls, 26% as a team. Man, he was good the other night. Best player in the court, pound for pound, easily. Lionel Evanston, you're on ESPN 1000. What's happening? Hey, Lionel. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I just wanted to say that, you know, I I do agree that Zach isn't playing well, but you also got to remember, if Zach weren't who he were, we wouldn't have Ball, we wouldn't have DeRozan, we wouldn't have Booch. And I also believe that Zach is worth the max, because if you don't give Zach the max, who are you going to give the max to? Also, the, the, the biggest thing is the Bulls are playing with house money right now. No one in their right mind thought that the Bulls would be this good. I actually, actually I did think they were going to be better than people were saying they were going to be this year. So I'm not surprised. But I'm surprised at the blowback that they're getting when we didn't expect them to even be here. I you guess know? so, Lionel. And, and he and brings I, up some good points. Yeah, he and does. I get that. I get that. Uh, you know, we didn't. But you, you're seeing them play. You can't say, "Well, yeah, they're going to lose," and oh, we're just glad they're there. Right. I mean, they've reached like I said, this point. People now pay we have good money root, to go watch now them. Play. We have to root them onto them. Yeah. Now that's the consolation prize, and I get that. And, and remember, if they get dumped and remember, out of the series, they mostly beat up on crap teams all year. Never a good team. Never a good team. Right. So, great. They can beat, take your pick, the Magic. Right. Big deal. So, I, I get it. I get it. No one expected them to be here, blah, blah, blah. But that's but the consolation here. prize, and we still, this series is still alive, and we have to play better than we did the other night. And and to get blown out by 30, there's that's not an excuse to say, you know what, hey, we're just glad they're playing in the playoffs. I agree with you. Now, he brings up good points about Zach Levine. I, I will say my criticism is in a vacuum. He's right. I, I don't know what the other options are. I'm no, I don't cover the Bulls, Bulls NBA every day. I'm just saying in a vacuum, if it was my money, I would not want to give him max. If I was running the team, I would look elsewhere. But if you're telling me 
elsewhere is worse, then that's a different story. Yes. I get it. Yes. And and those are considerations that have to be made. But look, we're talking about a lot of money for a guy who has just not performed the way we needed him to. Now I know the injury, but it is what it is. Yeah, you know what? How, how do you do that? How do you make sense of it? Right, which of my son's nicknames, I mean, these aren't just his, but DeFrozen, Lavinjured, Vuchiscared, Caruso-so, I know minutes. Which one do you like the most? Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the number. If you jump, want to jump on? Which one do you like? Oh, I uh, live injured. Live injured. Yeah. <laughs> <That's good. Yeah. laughs> See how I can blame my son. So if yeah, I run, I, into, I if I run any Bulls players over there with my press pass, they won't rip it off my neck. I, it's not me. My son said it, and he said it out of love because he he he's a diehard fan. I do like that. I like I know minutes as well. This guy was like an, a, a burst of energy during the regular season. Well, that's a, I know his shot's not always great, but give you know what comes first, the, the shot or the confidence? You know what I mean? It's like exactly now right. you've and taken his confidence right. away. And that's why I asked Paul, what, what's the reason? What's going to get him out on the floor? And, and it's probably Donovan. Now, somebody, uh, one of the callers, we, we've talked to so many, if you want to jump in, 312-332-3776. But, you know, people are starting to already kind of come down on Billy Donovan. I'm not ready to do that yeah. just yet. No, I, I, let's see this adjustment, because if he watches that tape offensively and there isn't some adjustment, hey, take that mid-range jumper, don't make the extra right. pass, right. or uh, let, let's make sure the three-point shot is an open look, not a, not a contested one, or you know, if he, they don't do something different offensively, that's where I'd be critical. But I can't be critical of the roster when it comes to Donovan. I can't be critical that much of the rotation other than maybe Io. I mean, it's not his fault they have Trinston Thompson. To, I mean, obviously, but there's only so many bodies you can do. There's only you what know. you can do. And you, look, you we know. don't have uh, Alonzo Ball, who is a big part of the early season success. They're without Middleton. Bulls are without Ball. You know, what does that mean? Yeah, but admit, uh, them being without Middleton is a lot less of a challenge than us being without Ball. I guess so, but... Like I said, when you read the coverage on Friday, Thursday and Friday, oh, my God. It's like they're Bulls missing Jordan back in the heyday, Chris Middleton being out. I know he's good, but this happens all the time. Other players step up. Now you lose Giannis, that's irreplaceable. That's, my, I guess, my point. I felt like they a lot of the coverage was okay, Middleton was irreplaceable. They were treating it like a Giannis, like as if they lost Giannis. Like it was someone that was irreplaceable. Let's go to Jeff in the South Loop. You're on ESPN 1000, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey guys, long time Bulls fan. I was disappointed, um, shocked with the, um, the the play the other day. I was uh, courtside, uh, six grand out the window for those seats. Ooh. Oh, seriously? Um, yeah. So, so like, uh, floor court seats were going from for six to eight grand. Yeah, I saw Eddie Jackson or someone had floor side, but not me. Anyway, Jeff, was it the least entertaining game you ever been to? Yeah, it, it it really was, guys. Um, you know, we were the the city was all hyped up about this, and we actually should have been up two games, um, but no one on the team attacked the basket. I just I didn't understand it. Um, I was confused, and a lot of fans were disappointed and left early. And yeah, man, uh, I just I don't know. I I have no idea anymore with this team. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, yeah I saw the same thing. I nobody attacking. A few three-point shots that um, you know went in didn't didn't really lead to much else out there. And it's what's not like Booch built on those early threes, really. Right, right. And what's made me nuts all season is he does not use his size. He's, yeah, well, he's a bit reluctant. Yeah, that's 
yeah, that's kind of his game out by the three-point Right, right. But well, that's man, great just, if, you, if you can pop him like uh, Curry. It was just weird. You know, I was at I was 100 level. I'm watching down low. It's like they'd get the ball in the corner. Like Zach would get the ball in the corner, make a move to the basket, and then dish yeah, out. And kick it out. Yep. And kick it out. They're not a good three-point shooting team. So either he's too injured to go go high up to the basket, or how about dishing off down low? Yep. Like feeding it to someone you know, driving the and lane. Right. And, and take the foul if you need to take the or foul. Or take the foul. It was just like, and that was like. They were playing a uh, peripheral game. Yeah. Yeah. They'd get past, they would get past the initial defender and then still pass, you know, dish it out, kick it back out. It was just weird. Let's go to Matt. You're on ESPN 1000. Matt, what's going on? Hey, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hear callers saying that we didn't expect the Bulls to be here. I mean, they're a sixth seed, you know I mean? So they didn't make the playoffs with a rage. They were the number one seed, you know, midway through the season. So I did expect them to be here. They had a chance to get to the playoffs last year, and, and they lost to, like, Cleveland along the way and other teams that were beatable. And so I, I totally expected them to be here and actually have a higher seed, be in the top four at least. And I just don't think – Levine's game doesn't bring it out. If you don't play D – Especially when you when it comes to playoff time, you're not going anywhere. And Milwaukee shows that well. You know, Boston does is also. So you got to play as a team. You got to be a leader. And I clearly think DeRozan is a much better leader than Levine. And you know, I I thought his contract was a lot for DeRozan, but I totally see it now. Right. And Levine, I don't see him worth forty million a year. I don't even see him worth thirty five million a year. I know the game is different. The numbers are different now, but still. I would not build around him. And why did Minnesota give him up? Why did they give him up? You know, with two other guys, pretty much. You know, if if he were such a, you know, a superstar. I mean, yeah. it was it was a big question, a huge question. So I I would I don't want to build around him, and I hope they don't. Good call, Matt. Yeah, thanks, I like yeah. that call. Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's go to Brandon in Bellwood. You're on ESPN one thousand. Hey, Brandon. Brandon, what's happening? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, here's what I'll do. Confirmation was when DeRozan came over and took your team. When DeRozan took your team, you're not a max guy. When DeRozan takes all the game-winning shots in the final seconds, it's not, it's not your team. You are not a max guy. Now, what I do is I trust this organization for it, this leadership in the offense. I trust these guys over Pax and Gar. So I trust them to make the right move. I'll do a sign and trade. That's what I'll do. I'll pick the pockets of a team like Sacramento that's tired of losing and not make. I think I could pick their pocket, and I could get two for one. With, with his contract, I could get two players back. That's what I'll try. Or I'll do Detroit. you got to do one of these teams that's tired of being in the dumpster. They'll fall for it. I'll definitely do a sign and trade because, first of all, his knees, that's an ongoing problem. For the next coming years, I don't want to have to pay him and Alonzo knees. That's two bad knees in the star lineup. That's too many games will be missed, guys. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you, you're talking to two guys that don't think he should get the max either, so we're with you. I like the idea of sign and trade and, and try to look. If anybody can pull out something, I, I love what AK and uh, yeah, the yeah, front office done, Yeah, done. they're doing well. Yeah. Hey, as far and as not that, everything is going to be a home run. Right, and as far as that, you know, we didn't expect them to be here. Well, I don't know, the sixth seed, if you think about it, I mean, they picked up Lonzo Ball. Granted, he's not there now, but just go back to the beginning of the year, picked up Lonzo Ball. They pick up DeRozan, who people weren't sure, but ends up having almost an MVP caliber year. Like, uh, why didn't you think they were at least a lower seed in the 
in the in the East. Now, in terms of beating the Bucks, I get nobody thought that. Right, right. But I don't think but you'd early be in the season, that early in right the season, uh, you know, we 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 had a yeah, but the schedule of, also helped. helped yeah, well, out. it did, it did, you know. it did. If you look deeper into it, it's like okay, they'll make the playoffs, but how deep will they go? And that's what we're looking at now. Tip off in an hour three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you're stuck in traffic heading into the parking lots, give us a ring. Sound off on the Bulls Bucks game four. I know we sound like it's doom and gloom, but after that game three, it's how hard you to not? come out of it. How could you it's not? It's hard. I have PTSD. Yeah. It's hard. Right. I'm still rattled by that Can't game. Can't celebrate game two anymore. No, no. I don't even know how they won that. We're back in a moment on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Game four, Bulls and Bucks coming up at the United Center. We're talking to you before they tip off. It's Adam in Homewood. You're on ESPN 1000. Adam, what's up? What's up, Adam? Hey, how's it going, boys? Good. So I just think that um, Zach Levine, I mean, we're just ragging on him a little bit too much. I mean, with what he's done, and he's clearly playing through injury right now, but what he did last year alone, I mean, he showed that he could carry the team through large stretches. I mean, after we got Vucevic, he was carrying us almost into the play-in game, and it wasn't until he went out into health and safety protocols that we weren't able to make it. I mean, he, he is a clear difference maker, and much like Baker Mayfield in Cleveland when he was playing through injury, how the fan base turned on him, even though he wasn't yet 100%, and now look where he's at. I mean, obviously it's peaches and oranges, I mean, apples and oranges, rather, but I think that Zach Levine is a great player okay so here's the thing and this reminds me a little bit of um maybe even the chris bryant criticism like he that caller's right i mean he is a very good player and he did what he did last year yes but we need him now and chris bryant was a very good to great player the whole time now i never agreed with all the criticism that way but the point is you better state that first like these are great players we're talking about we're just talking about how much you want to invest in them. Right. Like, if you want to pay him the minimum, I'll take Zach Levine every day of the week. But there's a payroll and, aspect involved and, in all this. And not only, Jess, but, like, are we going to look at what he did a couple of years ago and assess the value? Or are we looking at what's happening now? Now, I know he has injury, but we're, we can't pretend to believe that we think the injury is just going to be gone and not affect him. That's part of... The problem of assessing his worth. I didn't love him when he was healthy. I understand what he can do. I agree with that. But this is basically building your team around him in a lot of ways if you go super max. Let's go to Mike in Arlington Heights. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, how you doing? Uh, that a caller before mentioned, you know, why did Minnesota give up Zach mm-hmm. Levine? So he was coming off of an ACL injury. But number one, they got Jimmy Butler for him. That's why. Yeah, I guess the caller's kind of saying it like Jay Cutler. Like, didn't it give you pause when the Broncos gave up Jay Cutler if he's a franchise quarterback? If Zach is a franchise player, should it give you pause? But you're right. They got Butler back. So it was a pretty pretty big, even trade in that respect. Name, Big name for big name. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, wasn't he, he was coming off an ACL injury, yeah. so it was questionable if he was going to even play again or how healthy he would be. So I think... I'm not a huge Bulls fan, I'm, but 
I'll shut up, and you guys have a great show. I love it. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate Thanks, that. 312-332-3776 is the number. Boston on the south side. You're on ESPN hey, 1000. Hey, Boston. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. good. All right. Uh, real quick, um, I've been watching uh, sports for a while, especially Chicago sports, Bulls, Bears, Sox, Cubs. I'm only 46. Uh, to make my point real smooth, man, what, what happened to the players that were – I would say humble by just being able to do something that we all would do, you know, that we would do for free recreational and get paid for it. And what I mean, guys, is that uh, even if Zach, Zach, to me, Zach is not a max player, but what can you not obtain if they gave you 160 million compared to 200 million? Um, and uh, I just think that guys like Tim Duncan, who took a pay cut to sacrifice to get other pieces to for San Antonio to be so dominant and winning uh, championships and so forth, I miss those type of player guys. It's not about the money per se; it's about the love of the sport and trying to build. But um, my next point is, if it was me and I was the Bulls organization, I would do a sign and trade. I would sign Zach Levine. I would trade Zach. I would add Vucevic, and I would add Kobe White. And I would trade him to the Lakers for Anthony Davis, Westbrook, and Kendrick Nunn. I know it sounds far fetched, but you get you get you know I think the salaries will match up most definitely. And I think Westbrook playing for Billy Donovan, you know he knows what what it takes because the Bulls to me they lack an aggressive player. It's, it's okay to be nice. It's fine to be nice, but at at some point you have to be aggressive. And I just think their team doesn't have that. Bobby Portis is aggressive. Why does it seem like guys who the Bulls have drafted? end up going somewhere else, and they become much better players. So you guys tell me, is it player development issues with some players, or you guys tell me what you think? There's a lot to unpack there, yeah, Mark. Yeah, I'll yeah. let you do it. Well, <laughs> well, look, the the player development issue, I, we can't make that call on uh, Donovan yet. He's right. not been there long exactly. enough. Right. But before that, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. hell yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, would the Lakers take that trade? I mean, it's, I it's, it's, look, I gotta, look, look, look. Uh, they I, probably would. Yeah, they may. They, they may. probably would. Uh, I do. I can do. you throw LeBron in? Then I'm in. <laughs> I do trust AK. I think he's he's gonna uh, you know he's gonna do what's right. We just don't know what that is, and we're assessing Levine's talent right now on what we're seeing from him right now. That's yeah, the point. And, and, I mean, this is the long play for AK. I mean, it's and Donovan. I'm sure this is just the first year of a long. Right. Plan a uh, long plan that he has, um, long term plan. Uh, does it include Zach Levine? I don't know. We're going to find out soon. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the phone number. Jeff is in his car on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Jeff? Hey there, Jeff. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Yeah, so I was just going to comment about the ticket prices earlier. So I got my ticket for eighty bucks uh, after they got absolutely slapped down their last game. Uh, and then I also wanted to comment on more on the coat. Like, I think it's more of a coaching problem. I feel like there's just too much of, like, guys standing still. I think they came out the first two games defensively great. But I think Billy Donovan just relied too much on individual, like, performances. Like, Caruso's played great individual defense. I don't think they've played good team defense. And then offensively, I don't think they've played a good team offensive game either. It's been, you know, DeMar just going out and having a really good, you know, game that steals one away. Yeah. Uh, no, I- no, I mean, if you just watched it without thinking rosters and makeup and all this stuff, I, it's hard to disagree with you. It, 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 the, the amount of layups the Bucks had last game combined with the inexecution on offense, I think you bring up some good points, Jeff. 
yeah, and, that, and that's where if I'm Billy Donovan, like I would be like watching the game is like I would want to scream at these players right now, being like, get off the three point line, like yeah. cut, like get some movement going. So I don't know, and if you can tell, like the I forget the like you see like young coaches like Brad Stevens out there for Boston, who has their team putting on a defensive clinic right now against Kevin Durant, who's one of the best offensive players in the league right now, and he can't do anything right now just because they committed to playing really good team defense against them. Like, no just, doubt, no doubt. You have a little advantage with Middleton out, and you don't guard Grayson Allen or don't guard him enough. And you, 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 you didn't let Giannis facilitate, but he facilitated. I well, mean, right. You know, right. you let it's, him. Be, look, it's hard to. You didn't it, let him on purpose, but he did it. Right. It's hard to stop him. Yeah. But you know, the, on the offensive side, the the whole thing I'm playing on the uh, periphery is just uh, look. We we don't have the talent to do it. I guess we've got to force the issue. Yeah, they don't have the talent on the outside. Right. There's no doubt. Right. There's no doubt. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the number, and I think that's what I want to see today. Just a little bit more flow to the offense. I mean, that's not a lot to ask for after you score eighty one points. Where there's some mid range jumpers that go down or some crashing. The boards um, flying down the middle of the lane, yeah. dishing. I know Giannis is there, um, but man, you got to switch something up. Well, that and, game you were and, at. and using the energy from the crowd that you, you had at the beginning on Friday, right? Uh, the game that you were at, uh, it must have been, uh, as you've said, very frustrating. Not see them penetrate, just kind of be very, um, just uh, not not so interactive. Like yeah, getting they, in they, there and, and not get grabbing boards and being aggressive. Against this team, there's no way you can, uh, you know, avoid that. You you have to if you're going to win, you've got to get your hands dirty. And it just seems like it's almost like the Vooch thing is spread (laughs) a little bit. You know, I suppose a little bit. Did he say he got um, tickets today for eighty dollars? Yes, yes, because they got slammed. So I guess there's a benefit to getting your ass beat. (laughs) Yeah, for fans, you get a cheaper ticket because somebody's like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't going. Curious what the energy will that. be over there today. Well, we need it. You know, if you're going, yeah. if you're going, and you don't see what you like, make some kind of noise. Try to try to pump up these players because they're going to need the crowd behind them. Yeah, there there were some boos. I think at the end of the first half. Yeah, I think there were some boos. I know there were boos. I can't remember exactly when. I think it was the end of the first half. I was like, okay, well, that didn't go well. <laughs> at and, one point uh, during the game, Jesse, were you like? Should I leave? <laughs> well, definitely beginning of fourth quarter, it started to go through my mind and everyone else's. There were people leaving, not at halftime, but after three. I left about seven minutes left in the fourth. You know? I mean, yeah. I don't even, I, technically, you did not even stay in that long was a, was overtime to me. <laughs> I mean, you really didn't need to. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I mean, the... For all intents purposes, it was over at halftime. But you never know. Team, go- we saw Minnesota, Memphis, those crazy runs. Where's the Bulls' run? They didn't have one run in that game. Not a no. run. Not a play. And, not that, a- and that's what you were talking about. Uh, aside from Vooch making that three pointer, nothing to get excited about. Quickly, Charlie and Crystal Lake. You're on ESPN 1000. Charlie. Charlie, hey guys, how's it going? Good. Good. Hey, so I, I just want to bring something up. I've been noticing. I noticed actually in the last game. It looks like what's happening is when Patrick Williams is on offense, he's just standing in the corner, and his guy is is so far off of him that he's basically already in the lane. So when Zach or DeMar are getting to the lane, there's already like a third guy there defending him. 
I'd like to see Pat come up and be the ball to, to set the screen for one of those guys and free it up a little bit more because until he starts knocking down some of those threes, they essentially just have an, another defender that's already there. That's a good point. Yeah, it is a good point. Or, or have him crash and Levine dish to him as Giannis covers the... He's got that size. You know what I mean? you got to teach him to play that... Put some pressure on him, definitely. Some sort of movement, Charlie. Whether it be a screen or crashing or something, that's what we didn't see. Right. Just standing on the outside. I mean, you have to imagine it's going to be better. It's not like these guys are terrible, you know, tacticians or players or anything. I mean, it's just... It can't be worse, so it has to be better. I mean, Donovan's been around the block, right, right, a few times. It's got to be better. So the hope is how much better. You know, the hope is can it be 100% better or are they just a little bit better and score 95 points? Right. And, you, and going into you got to score 110 against right. this team. Well, going into this series, we knew it was going to be tough. But did we know that a, we would lose by 30 in a game? That's that a, we, we Not we, the game that they were missing Chris Middleton. No right. one thought that. Right, right. 100%. Let's go to TJ on the south side. TJ, turn down your radio. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, TJ. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? Hey. Uh, great Sunday. Listen, um, we, we got to stop. We got to use some common sense. We got to stop with the, as far as with this, you know, and I've heard this so many times with the Lakers stuff, with the Lakers trade. Listen, the Anthony Davis Westbrook thing is a good idea, but or would be a good idea, but it's, it's wrong for two reasons. One, number one, Westbrook is, is a point guard. So you're going to bring Westbrook in for $47 million. Uh, so who are you going to play, him or ball? Because they both play the same position. And Anthony Davis, in three years, has even played a full season. So I'm sorry. I don't see it. I can't spend getting rid of money to bring in more bad money. <laughs> I'm, just, right. I'm, I'm sorry with that. that. That, to me, does not make any sense in regards to that nature. And regarding... The defense with Billy Donovan, didn't he make a point a couple months ago when the Bulls were winning that he did not like – oh, he saw a defensive lapses. Yes, with you. yes. Right, okay, so you're the head coach. So they have injuries throughout the whole year, but they were still winning. They was being commanded cans and cream puffs, but you have to make those adjustments. You, you see what's going on. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you see him and they show a sideline picture of him, you know, and he's like chewing gum real hard, like, and it's like it's, it's almost like he reminds me of Dicker. Like, getting mad. Like, you got to put some fire on these guys, man. Yeah. You, hey, these guys are professional players. They're dope. You're, you're they, right, TJ. Yeah. And if they can't take a ribbon, and, and, and trust me, in college they got it worse than that because I know some coaches, not all, in college used to get in their grill. I mean, then you, then you shouldn't be playing ball if you can't take uh, professional criticism. All right, thanks for the call, TJ. Thanks. You know, TJ had a point uh, when Donovan, uh, it was a few weeks ago, when he was quoted as saying, you know, I saw some in the defense. I I warned people. And it's like, wait a minute, you're standing outside now? Like a writer? You're the coach. You're you're telling us you're warning. You better have warned them and and made made the adjustments. And and look, maybe he's basically saying, look, guys, I told you what it's going to take, and you see what you haven't done, and you see the results of that. Yeah, I think... The good news is it can't get worse, so it's going to get better. It should be a closer game, and maybe they do But how much one. better? Maybe they'll steal one. Another one. <laughs> There's still one. Maybe they'll steal another one. 312-332-3776, the number. Tip off in about 40 minutes. We're taking your calls if you're headed to the United Center. We'll talk to Len Casper after 12 as the Sox try to salvage, and that's the right word, one game on this horrendous road trip. They lose Eloy Jimenez for six to eight weeks minimum. We'll talk to Len about that after 12 as well. Bulls and Bucks, game four, coming up after 12. You're listening to ESPN 1000. 
It's here and it's spectacular. The all new ESPN Chicago app. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Listen, they're, they're, they they do a good job getting back, and I've said this, you know, for them defensively, they're a terrific defensive team, and, you know, they're they're good in every area. They rim protect, they get back in transition, and they rebound. But when you have opportunities to get out in transition in broken floor situations, to your point, where the floor is a little bit, even if it's not uneven, but it's cross-matched or different matchups are happening or sides of the floor overloaded, you got to be able to attack, and I, I, I didn't. I didn't think we played with enough pace, personally. That's Billy Donovan. It makes That's a fair. lot of sense, That's right? Fair. That makes Absolutely. sense, yeah. and kind of goes to what we're talking about here. Yeah, you, you, what well, you said from the beginning of the show: no flow. Yeah, no flow offensively. That was in the open court, in the half court. When you score eighty-one, there's enough problems to go around. Your inside game was bad. Your outside yes. game was bad. Your mid-range game was. Nowhere to be found. And that's DeRozan's specialty. He had some chances to to move into that 18 to 20 feet, 16 to 20 feet area, and, and it just never happened. Yeah, he uh, he only had uh, f- uh, nine attempts, four for nine. Yeah. From the what, what was the total, nine points, or did he have more in the fourth? Because I left in the fourth. Uh, he had nine points for a long time. He what had, he end up with? Uh, let's see here, 11. He had 11 points. Yeah. yeah. DeFrozen. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, just terrible. Three, and it, one, it's two. really unfair to you know lump everything on his back. Well, no, I get I'm not. what you're saying, but you know he he's the guy that game two just went crazy. Yeah, you cannot win every game like that. Yeah, you need help. Yeah, you, you need, help need help from everybody. Three one two three three two three. But I still expected maybe a thirty point effort out yes. of DeRozan, right? No, no, because no, they, you're they do right. give you that mid range jumper, yep. Yep. and that's his specialty. Let me get the number out. I've tried twice. 312-332-3776. Final thoughts as you head to the United Center uh, uh, regarding Game 4. Any hope at all in this series? I mean, obviously they have to win today. But do you have any hope going into today after what you saw in Game 3? Like I said, I can't even remember how they won. Okay, how they the, went about winning Game right, 3. And what's the big, big, obvious adjustment to you? 312-332-3776. Yes, play, you know, sing some shots, play better defense. But specifically... What what's the uh, what's the move here? What's the what's the plan? What in your eyes, being a Bulls fan? We've got people driving to Wrigley Field as well. Can they put Another, up the uh, uh, three touchdowns and a field goal today? Can they add a field goal to them? He's, that's the think about all those great Cub teams last last decade, and none of them scored twenty runs. And that hasn't happened for the Cubs since nineteen oh one. Is that like what that. I heard? And it's, it's, it's the largest shutout victory. That's it's, for sure. It's never happened to the Pirates like yeah. that. So if you're driving to Wrigley, you have renewed hope. You know how Cub fans are. Couple losses, they get is. down, and then boom, game like that. We're or back or, in the or World you're Series. like, wait a minute, uh, 21 runs in one game. Boy, today might be tough. Oh, you know that's what Cub fans are. They're, they're the pessimistic ones, the optimistic ones, think the 21 is going to lead to a World Series. There's a lot of those out there. But the 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 the, the normal 40 year Cub fan still has all those years of. Terrible yeah, baseball. And they throw and up their and, hands, go 21 yeah. today. Thanks a lot. Now we're going to lose the yeah. next three. Right. They can't even enjoy that because they know today. <laughs> I mean, for sure, if this was the Cubs of the last decade, if they'd scored 21, the Rizzo Cubs, it would have been one today. This team, they're, they're scrappy. They put the ball in play. Now, they didn't score a lot in the first two games against the Pirates, but they had chances and they right. just didn't get it done. So we've got people driving to Wrigley, people drive, driving to the United Center, people. Um, um, I don't want to be too um, dramatic about it, but if you're a Sox fan, 
you are drinking heavily at 11.40 well, yeah, You might be pre-gaming pretty heavily. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to see Aloy again. Uh, year number two for six to eight weeks now. Looks six like. to eight weeks for Aloy. Yeah, that came out. Drop. Could be longer. He's yep. going to be reevaluated some more tomorrow back in Chicago here. They're already without Luis Robert. He should be back. Giolito returns today. They've Pollock lost is in six the in a row. Today. Pollock, Pollock so is in the lineup. Can say, we need him to stay on the field. The, I, I said it was the worst week I've ever seen a team experience when you add the injuries and the on-the-field play. The errors. The, the just, only thing they didn't do was, like, blow two saves in the ninth inning. Like, you know what I mean? They lost games with their defense. Right. But, but, the, right, but they were not blown, like, really yeah, bad blown saves. Offs. Yes. That would have been the, the only other thing missing from this terrible, terrible week. Well, it was like having a three-run lead in the ninth and losing the game. Well, yeah, they didn't have a chance to do that right. because they played so poorly leading, leading up, up to, to the it. ninth. Yeah. Very well said. You're right. Defense, what a disaster. Um, didn't really address it in any meaningful way in the offseason. Didn't address their needs from the left-handed, left-hand side of the batter's box. Didn't get deeper on the pitching staff. Should be still good enough to win when they're healthy, but right now they're not. Now, uh, you know, the, and we're, we're going to really dig into this with Len uh, right after noon in the White Sox. Uh, pre-game coverage starts with Connor at 1230. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tough, and, and I can't wait to talk about Leori. And having said all that, <laughs> it's, there's some point where you, you just can't overcome injuries. You're a top starter's down. No, you're right. Top you're right. Out, two but, top outfielders are down. people have to step up. Yeah. Yeah, that, that and, and it's remains not to happening. be seen. Yeah, it's not happening. Let's go to SM in Bolingbrook. You're on ESPN 1000. SM. Hey, buddy. Hey, just having the curiosity in my head when Kevin Durant said yesterday that maybe they're overthinking it. Are the Bulls doing the same thing? Uh, hesitating on shots, even on defense rotation. Are they overplaying, overthinking, and not just playing in their flow? Overpassing. I, I think on offense that yeah. that's a good point, SM. I do. And it seems like they're just not moving like they were in, in the previous game, and they're just stopping and thinking and then thinking again and then throwing the ball. Yeah. I see that in Zach's game a lot, I feel like. Um, but it seemed like the whole team had that affliction last game. It's like they got past the initial defender, didn't know what to do with the ball. Right. Yeah, it seemed like it was contagious. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Yeah. You got it. Thanks for the call. Play uh, with some intensity. Be loose. And uh, get get the I.O. a little time, and yeah. let's just see what happens. Yeah, what was the story out of Milwaukee after Game 2? Giannis implored his pl- teammates, I know it's cliche to have some fun, just loosen up and have some fun. So now maybe it's the Bulls' turn. Yeah. To just loosen up, have some fun, don't be afraid to take the shot. Um, so that's key, too. Too many passes. Yeah. It was, it was, Lost opportunity. Yeah, and I don't, I, again, is it, you know... Is it because they were worried about driving the lane, or are they being truly unselfish about it? I mean, there's the bad unselfish, and there's the, the good unselfish. Absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully Billy will point that out, saying, you know, look, unselfish is good, but let's not force this. If you've got a shot, take the shot. 312-332-3776 is the number if you want to jump on. Jesse Rogers, Mark Zander, till 1230 here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. White Sox baseball is coming your way in about 40 minutes. Connor McKnight will have the pregame show. We'll talk to Len Casper live from Minneapolis just after 12 o'clock as they wrap up. 
what could be considered the worst road trip in recent memory by any baseball team. One we team. want to forget really, really quick. I've got the lineup for Terrible. today. Terrible. Go ahead. What, what's uh, it looking like without Eloy, without Luis? You know, I'll tell you. Timmy, uh, Tim Anderson at shortstop, uh, he was suspended. He's appealing it, and we'll see when that comes down and what the result of that. But he's playing today. A.J. Pollock uh, back in the lineup right field. Yasmani batting uh, third behind the plate. Jose batting cleanup. You got Gavin Sheets at first base. Uh, Jose's DH. Andrew Vaughn in left field. Leori Garcia, second base. Adam Hazley, center field. We're down to that point where we're playing somebody who we didn't even know was going to make the opening day roster. Danny Mendick, uh, third base, and Lucas Giolito is pitching. Now, Josh Harrison was, they said that he could make the lineup today. He's obviously not in the lineup today. Apparently, to bat third in Tony LaRusso's lineup, you have to be hitting 130 or, or below. I mean, first it was Garcia. Now it's Yasmani. And you asked before the break, and let's open it up to, to callers, 312-332-3776. Who's going to need to step up, the proverbial step up, now that Eloy's out, Luis is hampered, hampered a little bit? Who needs to step up? And it doesn't have to be the person replacing Eloy, obviously. It could be anyone. And I just said it. Yasmani Grandel is not on this team for his defense, certainly not anymore. He's He's DHing as much as he's right. om- almost as much as right. he's catching, not quite. But, but I will say, Reese he- McGuire is getting starts behind the plate. Right, right. And he's hitting 128 right now. It's early, but still 186 on base. That's the number That's because the he usually is yeah. taking walks. Yes, Yasbani is doing nothing at the plate and nothing behind the plate. And we 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 wonder why you know someone caller brought up why did. Zach Levine get traded from Minnesota. What did they see? Why did um, the Broncos get rid of Jay Cutler? Right. I think you can ask that question about a a number one catcher, not just the Brewers, the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, no, the Brewers. How often do number one catchers move around like that? Now he's 33, has had knee problems. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, it's time to step up. You're making a lot of money. Yeah. You know, last year we put up. We can count on the walks last year. Exactly. Last year, at least, there was something good about his game. Right now, he's not walking. And I will he's say not this: hitting home runs, and he's not this, hitting though. anything. I will say this though: defensively, it looks like he worked on his game off season because he he, it looks better. Thank God, because last year was horrible. But we could count on the walks, and we can count on the home runs last year when he when he finally got to that point, and it was not early season when when he got into May and June, he started hitting home runs. But you're right, and, and okay, so let's go uh, on, uh, another level deeper or over to another position. Why isn't Adam Engel should be an everyday player in in this world of uh, everybody's being injured? I don't know. Does he have a hammy again? Or <laughs> let's hope not. I mean, here's a guy who has been injury prone, but his glove is spectacular, oh. and his bats come around. Why are we seeing Hazley in? And think about that. I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. No, we don't have yeah. an answer unless Tony would come on and tell us. But we're down to that point where we're playing Danny Mendick. He's a spirited guy. Love him, but he's not that everyday guy. But we're there now because we have so many injuries. Harrison's not playing. Leori. Now, here's a guy who's the longest tenured player on the team. Tony loves him. Tony has said he is an everyday player. They didn't ex- as exactly say, but he basically said he's an everyday player because he can Without play all position, these different though, yeah. positions. Not impressed this year. No. Not impressed on either side of the uh, you know the diamond. But let's let's slow down for a second. This happens all the time in April. By June, there's a whole other narrative. By August, there's a whole other narrative. You know, from June. So, here's my question to fans: Is this any sort of precursor for the rest? Is this foreshadowing 
the rest of the year within the, in the within the division because all of a sudden it's, the division is pretty darn bunched. Are, uh, did did the White Sox just breathe life into the the Guardians? Are they breathing life into the Twins? And this is the way it's going to be, or is this a bump in the road? Sox, we're going to lose some games. This is the time to lose them, right. and they're still going to end up an arm's length away from these other teams. That's my question. Now, if they do that, they're going to have to do it by overcoming injuries, kind of like they did last year. Right. They're all the, the difference is now there's some injuries on the mound and in the position you know, on the diamond. Uh, so that's the difference than last year. You, you have Lynn down for two months. We can't wait to see Cueto. We're at that point yeah, where we can't wait point. to see Cueto. Yeah. You're right about that. 312-332-3776. Let's go to Jordan in Merrillville. You're on ESPN 1000, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, you, you know what? I called in before the beginning of the year and talked to Carmen and our year girl, and I and I was I was talking just about this thing. Is the fact that Rick Hahn and the White Sox did not sure up what they perceived as a strength. You knew that Robert and Eloy and some of these guys are injury prone, and you didn't really sure up your lineup. Your your depth is very is lacking. So now you have AAA guys, guys who should be down in AAA, going to be filling you know uh, important roles. You know you 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 say you want to you know take that next step or go to the to the next step for a championship level, but you didn't put your money where your mouth is. I understand they have one of the top payrolls, but, you know, to me, that was the problem. And now you have a, an issue in your lineup, and you're on a six-game uh, losing streak, and, and you got AAA guys that's, that's starting in your lineup. Yeah, yeah, but, but you me, got two, yeah, but you have two potential all-stars that are injured. Who are you replacing them? What team has yeah, a You don't have all-stars sitting around. Yeah, I mean, come on. What are you supposed to do, Jordan? I, I I understand that. I understand that. But you knew that those quote unquote potential all stars, who they're not all stars yet, potential all stars keep getting hurt. You okay, know so you went out, got, you went out and got AJ Pollock, so who had a great year last year. AJ right. Pollock's a legit player, AJ and he gets hurt. He gets hurt too. That's the only problem. They get yeah. just have too many guys with injuries. But I don't you know. know so I don't know what you're supposed to do when Luis Robert and Eloy go down a second year in a row. Well, I, I don't know. To me, they should have they should have did more to sure up the, the, the lineup. To me, they did not do do enough for that. And you were hoping that you were hoping for great years, or hoping for uh, uh, you know injury free years, uh, and you didn't insure yourself. To me, that's what they should have did, and they didn't do that. Well, I I would say that criticism applies to the pitching staff. They lost Rodon, yep. um, replaced him with a first time starter, a shortened spring training. Lance Lynn's a year older. I think Cease and Giolito are horses, but that's not enough. So I don't think you fortified enough, and I don't think Vince Velasquez is the answer. No, 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 and Cueto probably isn't either. But when they did fortify the bullpen, and when uh, Kelly comes back, I mean, Graveman, uh, you know, took it a little on the chin, but he's been good this no, year. No, he's been fine. And and Kelly, Kelly, hopefully, is going to pitch the way he's always pitched. So the bullpen's been all right, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year. Um, uh, 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 yeah, I don't have a problem with Connor Sousa or Tanner Banks or Connor McKnight or any of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Bennett Sousa. Bennett yeah, Sousa. Bennett, yeah, I'm sorry, Bennett, did I say that? Yeah, you right. said Connor Sousa. Yeah. I meant I meant Connor McKnight's coming up at twelve thirty. Bennett Seuss has been fine, and uh, Tanner Banks, Jimmy Lambert. I have no problem with those guys filling in. You know, you can't expect the world out of them. Uh, it, it, uh, you know, it'd be nice if some hot shot AAA guy came up, but they've brought up all their AAA right, guys right. over the last here's year. Who, here's who saw the mound yesterday for the White Sox. Velasquez, as we know. Um, it was Sousa, Crick, Severino, 
And then Liam Hendricks, which yeah. was weird. I guess they just want to keep him warm. Yeah. I think their depth on the mound has been okay. Um, now it's time for the depth in the outfield, like A.J. Pollock, like Adam Engel, like these other guys to step up and well, perform. And that, and that, you know, the whole Engel thing, that's making me crazy today. He should be on the field unless there's an injury that yes, they're not talking and about. And Yasmani Gridell's got to produce. Left-handed bat, a, 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 a side of the plate they really need production out of. In the middle of the order, he's, he's DHing a lot. He's got to produce. He's got to produce. Len Casper is going to join us. We'll try to find some positives. I know Len will find them for he'll, us. He'll, he'll find something. Entering this series finale, Jesse Rogers, Mark Xander for another half hour here on ESPN 1000.